Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're talking all about relationships with the Enneagram 9. I am so thankful that we are on 9. 9, you guys, are such a beautiful personality type, and you have been patient, and in this case, this is no different. You've been patient, but you are so much in the world, and we want you to be heard, and we want you to be focused on, and we are giving you a special bonus episode this week because I have my 9 therapist, Craig, doing a special extra edition this week so that you can get to know a self-preservation 9, and I just want this episode to be full of information that you can take so you can thrive. And if you're married to a nine or in relationship to a nine, I'm really excited for you because I believe that if you sit up, take notes, if you really make some changes from this episode, then you will find yourselves on a healthier path to life. And that would be my entire prayer before I record, after I record, as we're editing, so that you guys can really truly be blessed by it. So let's hope so. And I have a special other guest a little bit later today. Today. But first, let's jump in and talk a little bit about the Enneagram 9 at the basic level, like I like to do with all the types when we're first starting out, getting to know them. The 9 is basically called the peacemaker, and the 9 likes to make peace as well as keep peace. And we always encourage our 9s to make peace, but they like to do both. They like to be comfortable as well as to create diplomacy and evenness in the world. They like everything in the cosmos to get along. They're people, they want to merge in well, and they like everything to be at a great state of relaxation. Their basic fear is of loss and separation from others and from themselves. And their basic desire is to have that inner stability and peace of mind. That's because they often go to the six in stress as well as the three in health. But when they go to that six in stress place, it's difficult for them to have peace of mind. So they have to really work through some things to get there, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But nines are accepting and quite stable people. They can be stubborn even at times if somebody is trying to make them do something they don't want to do and they don't feel right about it. That's them and what we call for a nine right action. They're a place where they're really and truly doing their best. And you may say, oh, they usually agree with me, but they're not right now. And that's because they're like, I need to be stubborn right now. I need to not disappear or the cause I believe in at least does not need to disappear. So sometimes your nine will surprise you. And it's usually a good surprise because it means they're waking up to things. Sometimes people say, wait a minute, are nines really in touch with what's going on inside with everybody? As we hear a lot of the Enneagram speakers and dialogues you hear say that nines are really great at being like, all the types and merging and understanding all the types, but yet we also say they're cut off from their instinctual strengths. And that's true. What they do is they merge with others. So yes, they're very aware of others, their emotions, their feelings, but sometimes they can be remote or disengaged from themselves. So that's how both of those things seem like contradictions, but really are pretty spot on for how a nine behaves in the world and relates to the world. So sometimes what a nine will do when they're feeling so out of touch with their own instinctual energies in their body is usually the way that they relate to the world because they're part of the body center like ones and eights and they're forgetting and sleeping to their anger in their body. So sometimes they retreat into their minds and fantasies. And so sometimes people think, oh, are they head types like the seven or five? And it's not that, it's that they're basically not just thinking things through on how to protect themselves. They're just literally static. There's no inertia. They're not using things. And that's not at all how they are when they're in balance. When they are, their energy is so big. What I love to read at Enneagram Institute is that they're like a great river carrying everything along with them effortlessly. So I think that's a great place to start because that is absolutely awesome for us to remember that when our nines are in health, they are literally that amazing. So I'm like, yay, we are so blessed to have you guys. And we are so just 
thankful for you in our lives showing up so big for yourself and for others. So what happens with nine, as I said, is that they do have a relationship to six and to three, and they go to three in health and how they can make this move from nine to three to six in health is like this. They're standing up as best as they can in their nine and they are getting into routine, which is very good for a nine. And they're waking up to what am I angry about? What do I like? What am I disliking? And then they find themselves alert. They become a lot more like the truth telling type three, who's able to share what their needs are, as well as to work in the world beautifully. And the social nine can actually rival or even surpass the three itself with the amount of work they can get done or could even become at an unhealthy level of workaholic. So I really think that's good news for our nines overall that they have such capacity. Of course, I don't want anyone to be a workaholic, but that's good for you to know that when you make that move and you wake up at nine, you do end up looking a lot like a type three. And then you circuit back to your type six. And instead of hitting the six in stress at the anxious place, you're very much more of a troubleshooter at six and a loyal friend because guess what happens when you start showing up for yourself as a nine and as a hardworking three that's a graceful truth teller people want to be around you and what I've seen happen there is nines are magnets and they always wanted to be loved and accepted as you heard when we talked about what are their fears so How beautiful then for them to feel that and to not feel as anxious. So it's all connected, but it starts with the nine waking up and doing their work. And I got a lot of questions from people about nines this past week. So we're going to spend time talking about how nines can show up. We're going to spend time talking a little bit about wings before we get to that showing up point. And we're going to even get a chance to talk about the subtypes. Then I'm going to go through each of the types with a nine. So we have a full throttle episode for you guys. So really quick with the wings, a nine wing one, and I've seen so many of each type in my practice. So I feel like this is another type that's good to distinguish and that I can do it with some success here. You guys can always fill in with me and send me messages. I love when you do that too. But the nine wing one has much more of a perfectionism and a detail to them. And they're often even a little bit slower in terms of their processing speed than a nine wing eight. I wouldn't say nine is a slow processor, but a nine wing one is more careful. And anyone who has a relationship to one or to four, who's very careful about things, understands what I mean there, that there's a time that needs to be given to detail. So it's a very important thing to notice with your nine wing one that when they're making decisions, you're even going to see decisions taking a little longer to make because not only do they have to work through their nine sleeping to self issues, but also their one details. That said, a marriage with this type might need you to really talk with them in detail about your sex life as a couple because honestly, all of this goes together in terms of communication, sex, finances being the biggest three marriage topics. And you're going to make sure then that you are talking with your nine about the five senses, like their body type that they are and what they need to feel comfortable and safe in the bedroom. And they may want to talk about this non-verbally. And you may want to make sure that when you're talking about finances, that 
that you present with as calm and logical, both of a demeanor as you can, because then you'll hit both of their nine desire for calmness and no conflict and their one desire for somebody to really understand logically how to process through a budget. Nines are often very good at this. Nine wing ones sometimes are in the, even the fields of accounting or in finance and very good at it. So I want you to understand you can ideally say, oh no, they'll be so awake to everything. They won't care about conflict. You can't do that to a personality type. You have to understand there's certain things they're used to and nobody's perfect. So you have to work within the bounds of what they're typically like, as well as obviously shoot for ideals. So with the nine wing eight, your communication doesn't need to be quite so padded with comfort, but it does need to still be comfortable because they don't like to feel like they're not safe with you. And they have a thin veneer of this hardness. And then underneath is that soft marshmallow center. So you have to remember that just like an eight, a nine also being in the body type, they really need to make sure that you are not here to hurt them and that you are here with them because they just want to merge with you. They understand how you're feeling. So despite their big eightness and being able to talk, they still might not want to talk about conflict with you. So make sure you make it a safe place and tell them that they're wanted, that you care about them and that you love them because a lot of nines don't feel loved, especially self-pres nines. So in the conflicts, stay with, and that's the part of them that's an eight. And we, as we just talked about last week with eights, I hope you can listen to that episode if you didn't, if you're a nine wing eight, because there's a lot of goodies in there for you to make sure that you stay present with conflict, but that you also understand that when you're vulnerable and soft and people can see that you do care, that helps you too. So I'm telling your partner to do that with you, nine wing eight, but I'm also telling you show that you care because if you just say that classic nine, I'm fine, everything's okay, your partner's not going to feel cared about and they're not going to want to talk things out with you. They're going to walk away too. And then you have two people doing that who really care about each other, but two are just both afraid. So let's talk a little bit about why nines say that they're just fine. And I heard that a lot in the questions. What do I do when my nine numbs out to decision making or life or just says meh or I'm fine? And what you do is you do a self-evaluation first. If you're the spouse of a nine, don't assume that this is all on the nine. Some of it is. Some of it when their brainstem was being formed and their cerebral cortex was just taking shape, they were already learning some nine behaviors as we've talked about Sometimes nines are middle children or either whether they're oldest or younger, there's something about the fact that they were not necessarily given as much attention or maybe said to be that classic easy child. So it's important that you don't just dismiss them and that you first pay attention to how you engage with the nine. You might find that you've got some manipulative qualities about you where you can say, oh, no wonder they do that. I really, really get it. Instead of just saying, oh, it's all about them. It's like, this is about us and the system we have found comfort in as well as some dysfunction in. So it's first starting with you saying, all right, I'm your spouse and I'm listening. Even if I have to sit on my hands to listen or ask you to repeat yourself, I'm here for you. I love you actively, not just in word, but in deed. And then your nine will start to feel a little more faith because remember I said they go to six in stress and the six is a worrier and there's not always much faith there and they have to work for that faith. They can become the most faithful and creative and courageous. But I really want you to understand sometimes there's a loss of that with a nine or a six. So what you're doing is you're really 
saying to your nine, I'm here. Now will you show up now that you know that I'm here and I care for you? And they still might not be ready for that because nines are still asleep. So sometimes they may say, okay, that's great. But what's happening is you're starting to wake me up almost out of the coma and I don't yet feel anything. And of course, I'm always going back to Lord of the Rings imagery. But if you remember, there's a scene when they go to Rohan and there's the king who's asleep and they're rousing him. He's been under a spell and Gandalf comes in and rouses him out of that slumber. But at first, it's just a waking up. So understand that by you standing in, paying attention, calling out with alertness, there's something in it that you have to do. But ultimately, it's going to be a matter of the nine's will to do the rest of the work and to get up physically often even and shake off the sleep and to come out of that field of poppies like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz is another great analogy and say, I'm here. And often body work is a great way for them to do this. And often fun body work is a great way for them to do this because nines are very social creatures typically as they're merging with others as they're trying to be diplomatic in society and we can find them in societies which are more about others than the ethnocentrism of say Americans typically so it's really important that you understand there's a lot of processes going on here but the biggest one is for nines to do some body work to get up and to really shake off the dust of the sleep and to get those what we called sleepy seeds when I was little um, those little nasty little crusties in your eyes and just get rid of those sleepy seeds and say, I'm here. I'm happy you're listening. Finally, somebody is listening, but I'm here too. And what I want to tell nines is you don't have to wait for your spouse. I've had some great work with nines who come in just for themselves. And I think therapy and coaching is a great tool for nines more than any other type in the sense that they really do well to finally have a safe place for just them. But then they even have to challenge their coach or their helper to make sure that they're actually safe. So don't just assume that the person you're working with is definitely the right fit for you nine. Understand that it takes time to see and you get to take that decision and make that time to see, is this person right for me? Are they awake? Or am I having the opposite effect on them where I'm giving them the sleepy seeds and they're getting so peaceful that they're not doing right by me? So I don't want you to be critical of them, but I do want you to take a critical look because that's what we do as healthy adults is we do critical thinking and you are worth it. So get a good helper who is understanding about you and who can wake up to your needs. And this is the same thing you're doing with your spouse. But ultimately, if you can do this for yourself, that's the most important because we can't change others fully. You don't have to pay your therapist, but you can't just make your spouse come over and do everything you say. So you have to be able to model because everyone loves somebody who is confident. Our psychological studies show us that people who are confident are more attractive. Sometimes they're not even as good looking as the person who's got low self-esteem, who's not confident, but people love that about others. It just makes them feel so safe and alive and vibrant. So the more you stand up every day, get your routine as a nine, get your body work in, which when I say body work here, I mean a massage regularly. I mean walking. I mean running. I mean taking time to really build muscle. I mean taking time to take a hot bath. Uh, We'll hear later about even the concept of Uh, splashing cold water on the face. There are different things that can wake a nine up in the body. And just understand that your body is your center of intelligence, just like the eights and the ones. So you have to make sure you understand your body takes in information. And as Bessel van der Kolk reminds us in his 
revolutionary trauma book on PTSD, the body keeps the score. So you really need to be aware of what others are doing and saying. Sometimes you don't even know you're responding, but your body is responding. So you don't want to be unhealthy and have gut issues or any kind of issues. But this is where the body triad people sometimes struggle is in the gut and stuff just sitting around and not being processed because nines do numb out and their favorite ways of numbing out are often, of course, body related through sleeping, through eating too much so that they're tired, uh, sometimes through sexual intercourse if there's not a lot of confidence in the body. So one of the things I did for my nine a couple years ago was I got her a confidence book and journal for her to work in and to build up confidence. And one of the things I really work hard on is for her to repeat herself if she's mumbling. And I've asked before to her and other nines, why are you mumbling? And they've said to me, well, I don't, it just doesn't really matter. It's fine. And when my daughter was really little, when she would get hurt, I saw the anxiety coming out sometimes. And I made a mistake with her because she had this cute little phrase. I'd say, oh, don't bother about it because that was just my way of saying like, oh, it's just a tiny scrape. Don't worry about it. And she'd say, so just bother it. And it was just our cute little thing. So I knew when she came up to me and said, should I just bother it? That that was our cute way. And I always thought it was so adorable. But then I came to realize later that it made her feel put off. Like just bother it meant for her, just don't even pay attention to your body. And so she went on to have a lot of different things on her body that we had to address. And luckily as a family, we're a team and my husband and I play different roles. But one of the ways my husband helped was to make sure that she had an injury really repaired because even a lot of, it was a very basic injury on her heel, but a lot of her medical professionals didn't even know what to do that we would take her to. And so she probably just said, just bother it. And it took me one day when she said, mom, I've come to just accept that I'm handicapped that I said, wow, I mean, if you were handicapped, that's one thing. And if we do come to discover that you are, that's another, but what's not the case is that you are. And so we were thankful to have my husband being in the medical field to just advocate for her and say, no, I know that this injury was difficult for her heel, but she was doing the toe walking on one foot. He's like, it's not, this is treatable. This is fixable. As you know, many ones are like, yes, yeah, fixable. Um, but anyway, she got it treated and it was fine, but it took him advocating. And it really took a lot of advocating because people were just like, she's a nine. And they don't mean to say that like health professionals didn't know she was a nine, but they're like, oh, she can keep coming for physical therapy because she's not a bother. And she would be like, so witty, like you guys are that are nines. And she'd be like, you guys, I'm like knowing every possible commercial in pharmacology, like I'm good. I don't think this is working. And so it's a combination of the nine saying, I'm brave to say like, I don't think what I'm doing is working or I don't want to just bother it as well as a combination of the spouse or family saying, I see you even when others don't see you. So that's a huge, huge reminder to family members of nines is a lot of people are going to miss your nine and you are going to have to advocate for them. And I know that feels unfair because you want your nine to advocate for themselves, but it's been a whole lifetime of not being able to do that or not feeling like that worked very well. So I really request that you try. And I hadn't even had a whole lifetime of it before I realized this about my nine. I mean, it was really, you're going to be surprised, but she learned about the Enneagram when she was about nine years old. And so she really enjoyed learning about it. And now she's only almost 13 and she is thriving so much more and has gone through that important growth and doesn't struggle with her foot at all anymore. And she's woken up and she's really alive and alert more. So as much as I told her 
many years back, you don't have to know your type when I was starting to explore. She wanted to, she identified and she did the growth work, but then we had to help too. So just make sure, yes, it's parent child, but spousal care is huge. I can't tell you how many times my husband and I have had to advocate for each other. We were just talking about it this morning because I'm recording this episode on 9-11 and we were talking about how even though I'm the one in the anxiety triad, my husband being a body type was the one who reacted in the body with a gut instinct and an anxiety that took him to unfortunate places of worry when 9-11 occurred. So it's really important that you stand up for your people. And that's a time when I had to really stand up for him. And today we were able to say, I think it was more serious than I as a seven knew, obviously, because I was like, oh, okay, so this happened and I'm numb to it and I'm not even processing it really. And he was so over alert because he had an anxiety attack and several after that. So it's like, you guys have to understand in marriage, it's not all sunshine and roses where you're like, oh, I don't have to care for my spouse. I had to literally help him to make it to work the next day. I had to be there. No, I'm not his therapist. And I was a therapist at that time. But it's important. We all understand our role is to be a coach or a therapist to our spouse sometimes and our kids. So whatever their types, don't throw it at them. Don't say I'm putting you in this box of your type to your spouse or your family. But understand that you do play a role. And that's why I loved when Glenda on our trauma training said, we play a role in healing our spouse's trauma. And I'm going to see if I can get her on the show before we uh, run that again, where we can, if anyone wants to be a coach for our marriage system or to learn how to deal with trauma with the people you're already coaching or pastoring, uh, that's a great training. So I'm going to see about getting her on to talk more about that for anyone who's dealing with a deeper level with their nine or any type. But just keep in mind that your nine is going to sloth out. They're going to want to be peaceful and they're going to want to forget things because that's the habit they're in. It protects them and it makes them feel like they can actually get through life if they're not always on for other people 24 seven. And that really is the conundrum for a nine is because they merge so beautifully with others. They they also get very exhausted by it. And that is the conundrum indeed for a nine that because they beautifully merge with others so well, they can fall asleep to their own needs because there's just not enough for everybody. And nines take a lot of joy in being with others. And they truly represent the person who is others focused, who says not only, like I said, culturally, but even as an individual other your needs are more important than mine and I'm going to look to help yours first. But doing that creates an inequity because we are important too. And even biblically, you hear Jesus say, love others as you love yourself. So there's a sense of rareness in nines. And I knew, know we do have a lot of nines in the world, which I'm grateful for. But I also want you to understand that nines are not always the ones who are truly the ones who are like everybody else in that way that they think about themselves first. So what nines need to do is to understand that verse in the other direction. Let the pendulum swing back to you and understand that you need to raise up and start understanding you're just as important as the other people in your family so that you can actually start to thrive too and not only do the body work, but find out what you even like. I work with a lot of nines who later after their kids have grown up still don't quite know what to do. And they say, I'm not sure I know how to take care of myself. So they have to start with what do I like and what do I want to do? And threes have to do this too. So it's really important that you understand 
one of the first steps aside from the body work is to say, who am I and what do I like? And even if it takes me time to get there, I'm going to figure this out and it will take time. Like I said, there's a lot of removal of self. So we don't want anyone going into psychosis or falling away or deep anxiety because they're not taking care of their stuff. And this is a great time to insert. Don't forget to truly just get meds if you need something, because those meds can be a bridge to get you out of the deep mud that you're stuck in. And it's like this lifting out and onto the healthy new train track, that bridge to get you over and across and thinking clearly. So don't feel bad if you need to do that to address your anxiety in the process or to wake up to yourself. Some people will say caffeine is a great helper. And that's what my hope is, is that you would love to just even understand that. Also make sure you study your menstrual cycle ladies or your menopausal or perimenopausal issues because those take great great, great effect in our marriages too. And I don't mean awesome, I mean big. So make sure you're addressing your needs in that way as well so that you can be on top of your game and understand that there are gonna be certain times of the month, every single month, where you're less likely to be as active, but there's still a couple of weeks every month where you can really do your go-getting and be big with your energy and your family is gonna be blessed and you're going to be so blessed because you're finally identifying what you love to do. And people start becoming, like I said, you become a magnet and people start being more and more interested in you, which is one of your goals all along since you love people so well. I also want to say there's a concept in Croatia and it's a great concept that I want everybody to know about if you haven't already heard about it. It's called fiaka and fiaka is when you are at total rest and relaxation. And if you're married to a nine, your nine can bring you to this place where you just are, it's the sweetness of doing nothing together. And so I don't want your nine to lose that. And it's really important that you allow that into your life too. It isn't that the nine has to figure out what they want to do, get their routines, become a workaholic three it's that they really need to help you to understand there's balance and doing this fiaka at the sweetness of embracing nothing like the Dalmatian people in Croatia and others have embraced. And you can find it as a fun Instagram hashtag if you want to read more about it. They really get that. So let your nine teach you too about comfort and relaxation and let them use their gifts on you. Sometimes people say to me, why can't my nine give me my gifts? Especially a two will say that to me. And I usually say, because they have a different gift and you have to understand the gift they do give you and embrace the gift they do give you. So don't try to change your nine. They will do what they want anyway. They are gonna be stubborn, but deep down, we don't want them to have that anger. So we want them to feel heard and we want them to wake up to their needs and what they may really like. And they may need 30 minutes to two hours a day to find that out so they can go in their turtle shell, get comfortable, and they may need one day a month as well just to do whatever they want. So, but the big thing I want to remind you nines of is getting close to your body means respecting your body, means loving your body, means setting an alarm and waking up to it. Sometimes if you're overly sleeping, means talking to people about what you're really upset about. It's not going to actually do you any good to really hide it and to really Find the relationships that have a little more reciprocity when it's not a place of just ministry. So if you're ministering to little kids, you're not going to expect that they're going to give you that much back. And I hope that you're there because you like serving little kids if that's what you're doing. You don't say to them, I need you to meet my needs. You say, okay, would you like some more Cheerios? Would you like some more apple juice? Obviously, you've seen I've done a lot of Sunday school care. So I think that's important for you to know there are moments in care and time and some nines 
beautifully love this. Nines make amazing teachers. So some are just like, oh gosh, we're beyond Cheerios. We're making necklaces with those Cheerios. We are tie-dyeing. We are doing everything and anything under the sun, having a blast. That's a different story. What I really mean here is make sure that you are finding people otherwise who, like I said, are loving you back and not using you and saying, oh, you're a withdrawing type. I'm just going to dump on you and let you withdraw and take care of that in comfort. I really want to hear that you guys are finding people who find you vibrant, who are patient, who listen to you and who care about you deeply too, as well as serving those who you're here to serve. Um, So this is kind of taking me right into self-preservation, the intimate and the social subtypes because the self-preserving subtype is the one we're most tempted to do this with. We're most tempted to let them merge with our feelings and needs. They're quieter sometimes. They're very caring. They're interested. They want to relate. And they are the ones who sloth out most to not feeling loved and just getting their own comforts as a resignedness of just knowing I'm not going to be getting my needs met. So they can have the most health issues sometimes too, because they really sleep to a lot of their bodily needs. And sometimes I've seen nines really get sick because they're not taking care of themselves and they're so others focused. So please make sure that you, if you're a self-preserving nine, put some work into your body because you're worth it and you are going to be here for a long time. And we do love that you're good listeners and care for us. But we also really love that you know that you're valued and that everything you're putting in your body will go somewhere. And we don't want it to just go to places of sloth. We want it to go to fuel because honestly, we need you nine so desperately in this world to be a peacemaker right now, not just a peacekeeper. And we're sorry that we don't always hear you and wake up to your needs. And we are just praying that you will take that brave step forward and let us know you're there and what your needs are and that you'll not just seek comfort, but also tell people about what your needs are. And then we have our sexual nines who are intimate nines, one-to-one nines, and they're the people who truly and deeply love one other person so much that they merge with them completely and their likes and dislikes and almost disappear. You can think a little bit of the three who's like the chameleon sometimes in a relationship, except this one isn't so vibrant. This one is isn't so out there with truth. It's more whatever my partner likes, I merge with them. And they're often a little softer and quieter. And they're very caring like a two or a four, but they differ because they're not looking for identity as much as they are just to honor the other person. And they're not believing that they're worth as much sometimes. So if you're that sexual nine, make sure that you really take time to identify your gifts and to know that a real relationship that's healthy has two people standing on their own feet who recognize their own gifts and what their own preferences are. And that's going to be so much more attractive to your spouse anyway. The social nine is somebody who is the counter type of a nine who really loves the group and really cares about showing up as a happy, present person. It takes a lot of energy for them to do this, but they have a lot of energy, like I said. So they're willing to go the mile to make sure the group is happy and they find a lot of joy in that and serving the group. And so they're very kind and caring, but they can get lost and they have to work twice as hard to be heard in a group because of the nine peaceful point. So sometimes what I like to say with your social nine is especially if you're in the group with a nine, you see, wow, this is a great leader. They're doing so great. They're merging their needs in. They're not a leader in the way some of the other types are a leader that are more aggressive because they really truly want diplomacy and harmony. Something you can do is speak out for that nine and say, I really appreciate you in this group. You're a great leader. 
We all need you. We all appreciate you. And if this is a family that you regularly do this, because just understand they're regularly giving up their needs. They've learned that the best way to be in this particular group or family is to merge with interests of others. And they're so Christ-like in that way of putting others first, but you want them to get fed as well. You don't want them to do this to the extent that they're forgetting about the rest they need and using their voice. And this is the subtype of my daughter and she's got a very loud voice, which a lot of these social nines are big talkers. And it's so important that I don't say, hey, can you be quiet? Because that's her way of connecting in the world. And I think that's something that I used to do also is I used to say, why are you so loud? Can you be quiet? And she was like, hey, if I'm quiet, I'm not going to be heard. So I've learned that it's okay to let her be loud because with her being so peaceful, we might not hear her if she's not. So it's something you can learn about your social nine. There's a reason they're talking more because you're not paying attention. So let them talk and pay attention. That's my best tip for family of nines that are social. And any nine, we already said that's such a big tip too. listen to your people people. They're there. When people say, how can I get my nine to make decisions? Give them options. Don't ask them to come up with things on their own, but at least give them a lot of time. So when I ask a nine, do you want to do this or this? I understand they're not going to be like me as a seven very quick. I know that they're fast thinkers, but that they're considering a lot. So I give them time to tell me. And if I can, I give more than two options, three or four probably not too many more than that, but you want to make sure that you give options. And once they're starting to commit to one of those options, sometimes they have to fake it till they make it. They may not even know if they like that, but they may know just, I don't like the other options. So when they do that, it's time for you to say, okay, perfect. I found out you don't want to do this or this, or you don't like this or this. Let's go into this. And then they might need a little push, just like a six needs a little push sometimes. Then they might need that push to say, okay, I'm doing it. And that makes them very happy to have your support. And they will thank you later that they did something so fun with you and that you encourage them in what they thought they liked. They won't be mad at you and say, I can't believe you made me do that unless it's something they really don't like, in which case a nine's never going to do it anyway. So if a nine saying, how can I find my heart, which was also one of the questions, make sure that you start with the self-care so that you can take the time by yourself and journal or read about confidence or do some anxiety exercises, anything that's going to take some of the excess away or wake you up. Those are great places to start so that you're like, what's my particular need for me to wake up, for me to find my heart? It's I'm valuable. I'm loved. I'm going to do the exercises that I need to in order to get back to that place of being centered. And then you're going to find your heart is there, but it was just numb before. And here you are standing in the middle of the ring again, vulnerable and feeling like raw. And you then tell your family, here's how I'm feeling. I'm sad about this, or I'm scared about this. And then your family has a chance to respond or your therapist or your coach. So sometimes nines will say their therapist said, we're going to just spend time getting you to cry, or we're going to spend time just finding out what your needs are and all that so that you can find your heart intelligence again, because you do have that three part of you. That's the heart. But we remember with threes, they don't always know their own heart that well. So take the time to get to know your heart through various ways that can bring 
nines there and you're all unique. So listen carefully for your own heart and try things out. And like I said, fake it till you make it. And also don't forget to do science experiments on yourselves. It's fun to do that. My nine daughter and I right now are doing a funny experiment on my son. And the reason I'm teaching her psychology and chemistry and literature right now is because we didn't choose to go to our co-op this year because of COVID. So we're, I'm just doing a lot more teaching and learning and we're having fun going back to my old studies of the earliest studies in psychology, basically your 101 class where you're doing Pavlov's dogs and you're trying to have informed consent with your participants now so that they're not like in crazy experiments like little Albert with the white rat he was scared of. And so sad to think about how people were putting each other through torturous events in order to find things out. Um, It's just mind boggling, but they didn't also think of people. It was beyond freedom and dignity with B.F. Skinner. So there was just all of these people saying, oh my gosh, like maybe we're not dignified human beings. Maybe we're just animals. So we're having fun now with very much more dignified experiments. But right now we're doing a chocolate chip for her little brother. Every time we play this specific phone ring and he keeps just saying, wait a second, why do you always just give me one chocolate chip melody? It's so funny. So I'll have to let you guys know how that goes on Instagram after we get to the bottom of it. The hope is that after he just hears the ring, he'll be like, I want chocolate. So (laughs) I don't know if I'm creating a chocoholic here, but it's actually my nines experiment that she designed herself. So I was like, oh, that's pretty harmless. That's really cute. Let's let you do that. So let your nine come up with some of their own designs for how they wake up to the world. Let them find out um, just how much you love them by showing them that you're there and listening. And we're going to go in a few minutes over the types. But first, I want to let you hear from a very special nine. And it's my nine, my daughter that I talk about all the time, Melody, who is able to give you some tips right from a nine, a social nine. So you can listen to those briefly too. And then we'll get into all the types together with nines. Hi, guys. Today, I'm hoping to just share a few things that help your nine. (laughs) Perfect, honey. I'm so glad to have you here with me because you are my favorite nine in the whole wide world. Oh, thank you. I love you too. Okay, so one of the things that you could do to help your nine is to give something for them to look forward to, even if it's just a small thing. Even if it's just like, we're going to go to the movies on Saturday. That would be my highlight of the whole week. So just really, even if it's something really small, just giving them something to look forward to. I love that. I love learning about you too while you say that. So when you say something to look forward to, the spouse or the family member can say, hey, I want to do this with you and get something on the calendar with them. Yeah, definitely. I think it would just be that rather than saying we're going to have a lazy Sunday, I love that, but I need at least one thing to look forward to. That way I'm not slothing all day. That's so helpful to know. And she is the counter nine too. So if you have a social nine in your family or you're trying to wake your nine up or yourself up, that's a really good tip, Melody. And I noticed you said one thing. Do you want more than one thing sometimes or usually just one? It really just depends on the day. Like if I've had a really busy week, it might be best to just have one. But if I've had like a really slow week, I might want more than one thing. Okay, that's a great clarification because nines can get really active and awake and get super busy too. Another thing that we need that is extremely important for me is comfort. And even if it's you're in a long car ride and it's like 
you're squished in the back seat. <laughs> I need to have my blanket and my pillow and my Netflix and my headphones because <laughs> she's our total <laughs> family diva on trips. It's the funniest thing. I can't have peace without my body being <laughs> peaceful. You're in the body type. So that makes so much sense that I never put that together that it's because you're in the body types that that's why you need bodily peace I'm always like body work body work but you're like body comforts (laughs) it's kind of sad how I need my like coolers with my drinks in the back seat and stuff but that's what brings me joy at times (laughs) well it's also because we are a crazy family (laughs) so let's just admit that like she needs extra comforts with us yes definitely one other thing that I just need is if I prefer to like bake cook or just have a day where I just really like refresh myself because I think you should have one Sabbath in the week and for me I need to get outside at least for like an hour and to do some baking or cooking just to like calm myself down and I know that's different for everyone but for me a way of relaxation is just to like refresh myself by getting fresh air or baking or cooking. That's really cool. And maybe even in between while something is baking or cooking, I see you doing stuff like that where you're like, okay, I'll go for a walk now because it's been an hour and our bread is rising soon. Like today, we're doing a sourdough starter. So we're going to treat that as our baby. But basically, when we work on it together, I'm taking it with you. Right, love? Yeah. (laughs) You often know more than me. I did take three chemistry classes and I did well, but this was like years ago and she teases me and reminds me of how old I am. So so there she is, baking, cooking, even learning with cooking. And is that restful too? Or is when you're doing it for like a class format, is that kind of like stress? Um, If the class format was like a choice, like bake one thing of your choice and like learn about the chemistry of it, mm-hmm. I think it would be more restful. But if it's mm-hmm. saying like make this specific like weird bread or something <laughs> that like I've never heard of, I don't think it would be as relaxing. Yeah. I have enjoyed most of the experiments. Making the cheese was definitely not one of my favorites because <laughs> oh my something gosh. went wrong and I it went from a gallon of milk to two tablespoons ricotta. So, <laughs> um, but I think that I've enjoyed like the candy making and marshmallows and stuff like that as a foodie. But um, I think it, it should be good today when we do make the bread. Yeah, that's true. So there's just highs and lows if you're trying to get something done. And maybe some of our nines out there are bakers or cooks or chefs. And they're like, it's part of my comfort, but it's it's got to be, like you said, specific too. It's It's got to be relaxing because if you're taking care of yourself, that's probably a big thing for you guys is to relax. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, definitely. You need at least one day a week to get relaxation or else you, your brain won't be able to refresh before mm-hmm. your big week. Yeah, that's true. And what's another thing? As everyone usually knows, nines need to be heard a lot. So maybe just taking a second when you're having like a family discussion to just look around and be like, is the nine being heard or is everyone being heard? And just kind of process that because a lot of the time I feel like people are saying, oh, I'm listening. I'm letting you be heard. But I think what really needs to happen is that there's just a habit where you like look around and say, is everyone being heard? Which is very hard for people, even me, to do. Hmm. And I think that's been one of our biggest gifts of the Enneagram is knowing it this past few years, I 
think back on the times before I knew, and I don't think I was doing that intentionally. I think you were probably getting lost in the mix and in the shuffle. So I'm really, really thankful because I think we had a great relationship, but that's me being a seven. And I think that I can see the difference now where I'm like, okay, I was missing her. And sadly, I still see that sometimes as I've shared where I miss her, but she does like to kind of jab me. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, hear me. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Uh, But if it's too hard, my self-preservation kicks in and I'm like, Melody, you're so much stronger than me. You can't do that. And she's like, then hear me. So I don't want you guys to like get physical, but I do want you to wake your people up. And I really like... I want to hear her. This is like a special person. I know you feel this way about your nines. You want to hear them. You have to let your own ego settle down, your defense mechanism settle down. And like she said, take a good look around the room and see, is this person being heard? What did you want to add? Um, Not much on that, but just like, just really processing that everyone is in this room and that mm-hmm. every type needs to be heard mm-hmm. and it's not just with the nine because all the other types also can be misunderstood or not heard mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I think that I still struggle with that a lot of not letting everyone be heard because you're like I just want to get this one thing in but you really need to just take a step back and be like okay it's their turn to have the floor well and that's a good reminder that you're the social nine and so I think that that's a specific issue to the social nine is they're talkative and they like to be heard and so they will be a little more forceful to be heard you you also identify as an eight wing so she's right to say okay I have to look to and make sure that I'm not just feeling that I'm not heard when in actuality I am And um, but sometimes you're genuinely not heard. So I like that you come in and say that because you bring so much peace as nines that we do miss you guys. So it's absolutely good. And thank you for being so honoring to other types, too. Anything else for us as far as tips? Back to the comfort thing. It's not only for nines. I think just having like a family movie night where you just get in some comfy clothes and just like put on your favorite movie is a way that all the types can bond because I mean you can't really argue with a family movie night but especially for the types who feel really rushed with their work to just say you know what let's get all your work done and we'll wait for you until you feel that you can relax. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's probably what you encounter sometimes with dad and I is when we go to that place of one stress, it's like we have to feel permission to settle down. I think that's just something that every family can do differently. Like some families may like a walk or game night, but our family just likes to deal with it in that way. Mm-hmm. And Melody in particular likes to deal with it. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that too, though, because it settles our souls and it makes us laugh when we've had big, huge things, dad medically, or me with people maybe fighting with me as clients, not at me, but just with each other. And so it brings peace. Melody loves routine as most nine. So that's something she's told me is a routine of a movie at night makes me feel good, especially and particularly if she's feeling anxious. Yeah, I think I have a usual nighttime routine where I just like get ready for bed and do my facial cleansers and get some water and Bible. But um, I think that 
ending the night with a nice movie kind of it may sound weird but helps my brain like slow down Mm -hmm. and that way I can just like have something to think about when I'm going to bed and stuff like that so I think it's just really helpful for me but it may not be with other families well yeah families being the key word because I think it will help a lot of nines melodies thank you because they do need something to slow down people don't know the nine brain is very active and busy and they go to six and stress so there's anxious thoughts roaming around that need security And I like that you go to your Bible and have these very special, just like the car routines, her nighttime routines are hilarious and we love to talk about them. And there's even a dog who's in on the nighttime routines with her, which is hilarious too. Yes, I have him get his water too and me and I have like my fan on and my like gorgeous blanket so it's just like your eye cover what do you call that my eyelet mask yes yes okay. it's just like different things that bring me comfort which yet again is different for everyone but for me it's totally physical comfort well this is all about you melody this is all about nines today so this is important for people to know what will help their nine to feel safe and secure and you have a beautiful nighttime routine and you like movies to be part of that whenever possible and also you said bible and what else um I do bible and then I do I brush my teeth and I do my skincare and stuff like that because I think that just like refreshes your face and at night Mm -hmm. before you go to bed it just makes you feel comforted Mm -hmm. um yeah and then just like reading a book before I go to bed is very helpful for me too that's so cool and I've had nines tell their husbands nine wives, I need my skincare at night. And that's something that they learn to say. So that's excellent. I hope you always keep that when you do get married, because that's something that a lot of people don't understand is the relationship you once again mentioned to your body as you're preparing for bed. It's awakening of your body, it sounds like, just to refresh your face like that. Wow. Yeah, it's like a trigger almost where I'm just like, okay, now I can calm down and mm. I've washed my face so I'm all clean now and mm-hmm. I can just settle down and get ready for bed and go read my book and bible and stuff like that wow i love it and your routines are so cute so (laughs) we can always show a picture of that maybe too i've probably done that before but we could always show what it really looks like because it's quite a sight seeing the dog get his fountain poured water is probably my favorite part of that routine as well as my most frustrating Oh, yes. He loves his, like, bone, and then he eats it, and then gets water, and then eats his toy, and then he gets water again. And so it's just a process that slightly varies every night, but it's mainly the same. So the two of them have their routine. So we give him an eight-wing nine or a nine-wing eight? Um, I, we're back and forth still, like, at times he's an eight-wing nine, and other times he's a nine-wing eight, so. I'm sure people do this with their pets all the time, so we're not the only one. (laughs) But we are pretty weird. Yeah, we already know that. They've already heard that, and this is established. Okay, any other tips you want to share with everybody? Um... Um, Other than the ones I already showed, I think that one thing that I love is a random, this is for me, I know a lot of nines may not like this, but a random quick vacay, like to just say, you know what, this weekend we're just going to go to like on a day trip somewhere or something because I feel like that's like a fun reminder throughout my month where I can just like think back on that or even if it's like planned where it's like at the end of the month we're gonna have a quick one for like two days over the weekend that's just still like super comforting to me because yet again it's another thing that I can look forward to 
Hmm. And you can also look back, which I think that makes us understand how the nine likes to look back and think on past things. So you've mentioned that to me a few times, how you loved when I woke you up even once spontaneously for a trip. And you like these little weekend excursions and things like this give you something to look back on and something to look forward to. So that's back to the beginning of what you said. Make sure you always give your nine something to look forward to and to reflect on as part of the family fun or the couple fun. So those are awesome tips, Melody. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Yeah. Just any way that you can help your nine in your own way is awesome. Yes. And I heard the biggest one for me was remembering that your nine wants to be heard and in comfort. And then remembering that sometimes other people in the community or group won't see your nine. That's one I want to tack on to also in this episode. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Bye guys. Oh, I'm so glad we got to hear from Melody. That was such a blessing to me as her mom to be able to record. And I just wished you could have heard from her all day because she's got so much to share and give and bring so much to our family. So I'm just so honored to be her mom. And I hope all the world loves their nines so much and wakes up to their amazing nines if they're not right now feeling good about them. That hopefully this episode gives you a bit more compassion for where they're coming from and why they're locked up sometimes. So let's go into the types together. So ones and nines, I want you guys to understand that both being body types, you are quite logical together. Your nine and one connections really can have a good time together in fun and outdoor events or activities. I think that's so important for you to understand that you guys are great when you are both alive and alert in your body. So I would recommend because you're both body types that you both get a daily workout so that you're both present and able able to talk about things with seriousness. And actually your nine should be the one once they're woken up to be a little bit probably better with sometimes going to let's talk about what we're really angry about. Because a lot of times your one is going to say, I'm not really angry. I do want something fixed. But the nine after they're woken up can say, no, you're angry or I'm angry. And let's talk about what we can logically do to fix it. Otherwise, we end up having both of these two types withdrawal. And yes, ones can be compliant and very godly and make sure that they're in their Bible every day. But ultimately, they don't like anger. So they'll walk away from it if somebody doesn't wake them up. So I'm going to ask nine to wake up here, tell their one about their anger, but don't do it all the time. What's important is that it's fine for you to understand your one's anger is part of their life and that you have that too. So you don't have to worry about it. Like, oh my gosh, they're angry. What am I going to do? It's like, no, this is just the way we both are. So I won't address it unless it's a big thing that's truly bothering me. And if it is truly bothering you, then it's worth expressing. But if it's just more of a very small annoyance, you don't have to bring up every little thing under the sun. How I try to look at it is if by the end of the night you're still bothered by it, it's worth discussing because you don't want to let the sun go down on your anger for a variety of reasons. And even if you're self-preserving, know that it does mess with your sleep. So you don't want to do that. I also want to say it's really important for the nine and the one to connect on date nights because it's such an important pairing that gets busy and the nine can bring their own comforts. So make sure you guys find ways to connect. And even sexually, this pairing needs to do their work because the nine can say, oh, I'm innocent. I don't want to do that. And the one can say, well, I, and especially I don't want to force my one to do anything they don't want to. And the one can say, well, I being a one don't want to have the sex it unless they're a sexual one. And so it's so important that you guys realize 
Not every type has to have sex once a week. I, I said that's a national statistic, but the truth is some like to have it more than that, some less. You don't have to, but just try to connect. It's a great spiritual and soulful way to connect. So one, try to remind yourself it is right and good to be together intimately. And nine, try to remember, even if you don't want to overly ask of your one, it is a pretty normal thing for you to want that for a release. So some people, that's their top love language and they want that almost every day. So just make sure that you really take care of yourself and try to speak up for your needs there. With a nine and a two, a lot of people have this pairing. It's quite common. And sometimes this couple, I know this is Suzanne Stabile's combo with her husband. And she's talked a little bit about on her podcast, how sometimes go asking each other to go out to eat was a very difficult experience with those two because they would be merging and connecting and trying to give each other their needs first. But the big thing to remember is that the two's needs will probably be a little bit greater because the nine is somebody who self-soothes more and who understands that. So they can teach the two in this marriage how to self-soothe and just show them by example as they're getting to know themselves better. Hey, this is what I really like to do. I like to take one day every month or one half hour or one hour every day to do something that brings me comfort. And the two might say, well, you're the thing that brings me comfort. So it's okay for you to say, I really like coming back together and spending time apart and then telling each other about what we did. And that's fun. And sometimes you can invite your two in. I know a lot of nines who would enjoy that. But when the two starts to take control, it's time for you to take your personal power back as a nine. Lean a little bit more on your three truth teller or your eight wing and say, hey, I really need to gently tell you I need a little space or this is the um, event that I plan to do and now it's all changing around. I'm going to go ahead and change back to what I really intended all along. That way your two has a sense for you have your personal power. But like I said, also join with them and make sure they feel loved because that's one of their biggest needs too. You both want to know if you're loved and valued. So make sure you tell your two, I love you and value you and serve you and merge with you. But I'm not really that worried about you doing that because I know that you will do that. But make sure too that you're also, if you have a one wing, that you're really trying to meet your nine's needs, even if you have to be patient and figure out what is the sexual need. Let's try to test things out and find out when do they thrive more? When are they alert more? You guys can do your body work together. That's a beautiful gift too. The two has great energy to bring to the nine and and if the two has more energy, they can say, hey, I can cover some bases for us that are energy based, but actually don't say the same as I do to fives here. Fives truly don't have as much energy and nines do. So I really want to make sure nines know, you know what? You have the energy. It's just stored up. So get your body work in and you should be able to match or even exceed the energy of a two. Three and a nine is a very common pairing. I've seen this a lot and it's amazing. I've classically called them the fun couple because they like to do things with other couples. They typically like to just compete in fun little ways together, but not in any serious way. But really the three is so soft and sweet underneath. And again, like the eight, there's this thin veneer of the three really protecting themselves because they're so vulnerable and maybe the most sensitive. So you have to understand that your three wants you to come near them. And so try to use language that is coming toward as a nine and not just like, I don't care, whatever, because your three really needs you to care. Frankly, they have needed somebody to care for them and who they are for a long time, not just what they do. So make sure you share that nine. And then threes understand that your harsh truth telling nature may send a nine into what seems like 
agreement with you, but actually is an inner anger. So make sure that you are addressing, are you really okay with it? And then be patient. I know it's not always a threes forte to be patient, but be patient as your nine's deciding on if they really are okay. So moving into, and the same goes for the sexual conversations that you guys are having also in this pairing, because I think what's really important in this pairing is that your sexual energy is seen and not dismissed as something that's gross or um, shouldn't happen because you're a nine and you're like, I don't like that. And I want to be innocent because that's often one of the three's best ways of connecting soul to soul. They're not always super emotional people. So for them to connect on a soul to soul level, it sexually is very important. So I don't want you to dismiss this. I want you to really be brave and try to tell them what you like. Oftentimes nines don't say what they like sexually. So it's important that you show them non-verbally if you don't want to show them with your words. So nine with four, the four's needs often become very big and they decide things and they say what the need is and what they want to do. And the nine is so eager to please their four. It's such a beautiful pairing in that way that I see such a natural connection, but I also see the nine's patience sometimes wearing thin and the four not really caring enough. And that's not the right word. The four is not really noticing enough because they're so eager to finally have a safe place for their heart to be heard that they're just pressing over the nine. Oh, I know what you need. I'm a little bit better than you about knowing emotions. And so it's really important for you to understand that your nine and your four have these lines where they don't connect and they need a little space to withdraw. And that's okay. Nine and a four do very well when they do know this and they take their time to withdraw from each other. It's like such an easy pairing when they know that when the nine can say, you are overwhelming me. This is too much info, too much emotion. And I've been happy to be a good listener to you for like 30 minutes, but now it's time to shut things down. And then the four does well to say, okay, next time I'm going to really be thoughtful about their emotions. So be intentional about it and show up for them too, because I know your emotions are always big and always present fours, but really try to be there for your nine and not just in their emotions. Sometimes they don't want to talk about emotions or you didn't catch them when they're ready and have done their body work and they just want to be in sloth and you actually can use a dose of that. So let them take you into your comfort zone and into that fiaca of just the sweetness of doing nothing and you're going to find yourself so much sweeter, sillier and the idealism in you will be loving that because you'll be like, we're having fun and relaxing together. And that's important too. And you know that as a four. Nines and fives can be quite an easy pairing. A lot of people who have this pairing have just done some funny bragging on Instagram to say like, you guys, we are so blessed. This is easy. I hate to admit it. I hear that a lot from this pairing. I hate to admit it, but we're easy. And then of course, others I've seen in this pairing say, we have lost each other. We have done some really fun things, but we don't always see eye to eye. But when you have a shared faith life, most people with a shared faith life have this advantage that they really do want to love and serve others. That's one of their top commitments. And so I think that's been something I've seen as a difference between a nine and a five with faith and a nine and a five without is the ones with faith are like, I do want to protect myself in comfort. I do want to protect myself with energy, but I also really care and love this person and I am committed to helping them grow. So there's more of a service toward each other and that balances out, right? Because when you're serving in one love language and the other person is serving the other one, now all of a sudden we're not having to meet our needs and the needs of the other person. We're only having to meet the needs of the other person because they're meeting ours. So that's an important principle that you can know about love languages when you're both doing them. And so that's what I want this couple to do. 
both of you ask each other what are your love languages and really just focus in on serving them. I think you're going to do great. It'll be very balanced. And then also take dates because you guys can get so fine with just withdrawing in and of yourselves. And you don't have to do huge dates. You can do them at home. You can say, oh, thanks for bringing me Chinese food. Something small is great too. Nines and sixes have so many lines of connection and so much fun together, so much loyalty and friendship. I I know this marriage is beautiful and peaceful, and it also has a little bit of that sibling feel sometimes. Lean on your different wings to give some variety and spice to the marriage and find yourselves waking up to, like, like I said, what you each like sexually and really making that a priority and even planning it on the calendar if you don't have it already built in as a natural predisposition together so that you can say, oh, wow, we didn't even really wow, it's been a while. And so this is our normal day. And we're just going to build this in because we both do really well with routines. We both like to have our sloth time at nine. We both like to work hard at three. So just make sure you're connecting on that level of not just spiritually, not just in the body, not just in the relaxation, but also sexually. And that will bring your marriage union a more fun feel. And it takes time to get there. So just be patient. Understand when your six is too worried about this or anything else in the marriage, the nine can be triggered by your anxiety and want more withdrawal from you. So make sure that you are dealing with your anxiety with other people besides just your nine. It's just not fair to bring them all of their own anxiety and yours all the time and know that they'll merge with you. So just understand that you need other types to process this with. And this doesn't mean that the six has license to have an affair. It just means that the six can go to like their mother or their father or their pastor. And yet I also want to encourage the six and nine pairing that the six doesn't lean too hard on any of those people, but continues to develop their own sense of trust in themselves and in God so that they don't look to another person to be their loyal leader completely, but that they and the nine with them can truly find leadership within each other and within themselves. And so that they don't have to lean too hard on other people and make the nine feel like, gosh, where is my six? They don't even respect me anymore. No, totally respect your nine. Your nine deserves your respect six, but you have to grow in your own decision making. So don't put it all on them. Okay. Also with a nine, I feel like I was a little hard on the sixes there. Make sure you love your sixes and do sit with them and their worries so that they know that they can trust you to be a safe person and that they don't feel like you're very far away all the time. So you have to deal with anxiety too. Life has a ton of anxiety and you have to know it's treatable. So get in there, get dirty with it, and then retreat. So tell them how long you can do this for and stay in the game. All right. So we're going to talk about sevens and nines briefly because I talk a lot about this combo anyway with my daughter and I being so close, but really in the marriage, sevens and nines have a great predisposition for fun together, just like threes and sevens. They have this acuity for going to random places of vacationing and spending time together on the road. They get along with music needs a lot of the time because they both want something peppy that will wake them up and they don't really either of them want to be sad too much, but they both understand that's part of life. And so they deal with their feelings sometimes more privately as a nine and as a seven, they may dump a little bit on the nine. But what's really important is that you recognize that your nine does take in and merge with your feelings. So you thought, oh, I feel good. I just shared that with 
with my nine, but what you don't know seven is that they've internalized your stress while you've taken a good five minutes to process through it. And you know how sevens are, they can process something quickly because they can do it in half feelings and the nine really has internalized it and they're in sloth now. So you have to be careful that you don't overshare with your nine, all of your stresses and burdens, just like I said with the six, but then, you know, as a seven, it's literally unburdening on your nine. So you have to remember unburden that on the Lord, take it to God. God even says, and that's my life verse, come to me, all you who are tired and weary, and I'll give you rest. But the nine never said that. The nine never said, come to me, all you who are tired and weary, and I'll give you rest. That's from God. So make sure you accept that as a gift from God. And when you're with your nine, take some time to decompress seven. And this goes for eights as we move into nines and eights too. Your nine is a great place to avoid hurry and to decompress. And I'm so glad that I was able to read that book, The Ruthless Elimination to Hurry, because I think that's so important that you both do that in this big pairing or any pairing with an assertive information or an assertive slash aggressive type that you really take time to avoid your hurry and your nine can help you to do that because they can say, yes, I absolutely think we need a Sabbath this week. I'm absolutely down for some fun, but that you have to do that yourself so that you're not sitting there going, okay, my nine is so good at relaxing, but now I'm wondering why I'm not able to be present and I need to do it too. So the nine can't force you to, but they can model it for you. And that's what I said to spouses of nines, let your nine model for you how to slow down. And that book is called, again, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And I actually had an eight recommend it to me. And you know, what's funny is that eight is married to a nine. So make sure that you are truly ready to take that time together and take your little vacations and breaks together too, because you guys both love to live large and to enjoy good vacations and good rest. Your eight is such a hard worker. And I know you as a nine are such a safe place for your eight and that you're a hard worker also. This is a power and peace couple. So when you're really in line with each other, you're each bringing both of those things because you both have a wing to each other. So it's really beautiful to see this pairing at their best. But remember nine that your eight doesn't like to be vulnerable and that you withdraw. So you're going to have to make sure that when you're withdrawing that you come back, that you say, okay, um, I want to spend time with you and know that your eight might not want to be vulnerable and say I'm sensitive, but they do want you to want them so badly. They want you to want them. And same goes for the nine eight that if you're thinking my nine doesn't really come choose me a lot of the time, I have to seek them out, understand that they're grateful when you do. They don't want to be controlled or anything course, but they definitely want to be seen and loved. So make sure you spend a good deal of time listening to them. I've had that conversation with a lot of people married to eights. My eight doesn't listen. So make sure you watch for your big presence. Make sure you don't try to overtake the space of your nine or crowd them out, but make sure you listen to your nine, whatever it takes. And you guys are going to see this pairing fly. It's going to be beautiful to see. And I love seeing it. Okay. So the double nine, I think this like the double eights is one of my favorite pairings to see. They're so fun. They love joking. There's a ton of witty banter going through and sarcasm. And just make sure that the sarcasm is not cutting too deep. Check in with each other regularly to see like, did that bother you? Are you okay with that? And if you guys are both in health and getting your body work, you're going to be fine to just say like, uh, don't say that to me. But I think it's really important that you do 
understand that your wit can cut and there can be a deep layer of anger underneath. So that's why I'm so insistent that you guys do say, how are we doing with our body work? Are we getting our massages? Are we taking our hot baths? Are we, like my daughter said, washing our faces just to wake ourselves up? And she told me later, yeah, I just wake up because I have to finish my routine and I will fall asleep if I don't. So find your little tricks of the trade that you guys can wake each other up and wake yourselves up and make sure you put on for this pairing a monthly calendar event where you do talk about problems. And I wouldn't really do it for more than once a month, but for this pairing, I definitely would because it's so important that this pairing understand that they love each other very much. And part of loving and showing up for the marriage is to talk out disagreements and things where you're going to have to choose whose family are we visiting? Are we going to compromise this time? Don't do everything separate just because you're like, oh, we're good. We can both withdraw. I want you to make sure that not only you have your monthly meetings, but also that you guys check in with each other about spending time together and when you can do the dates and what you really want. And so again, just like I said, with the fives and the nines, what's nice about this is if you do focus in on what are your love languages again, because they do shift and change over the years and what are mine, then you guys can focus in. Yeah, we're others focused so we can make sure that we are addressing the needs of each other. And if you're not a sexual nine or the intimate nine and you are thinking more about the needs of the group or yourself, I want you to balance out and say, my spouse is important too. So that's perfect. So anyway, I'm so glad we got to do this episode on nines. It was long, but it was worth it because you guys are definitely worth the wait. And I'm so thankful that we could give even more conversation to all of the awesome things you're doing in the world. Love to see your diplomacy, your teaching. You guys can fit into every field literally. So please do know that we love that as well as your domestic qualities. You don't need a job to be doing a job, just need to be awake. So I look forward to seeing all of you more and more awake in beautiful ways and your spouses. And I will look forward to seeing you soon. Don't forget to check out that episode with Craig Stratton, who's one of our nine therapists at Reflections. Take care, guys. Have a great day.